Hi there, Fortlakers. Thank you for downloading this brand new episode of Series 3 of the What The Fortlake Podcast. Every week, Rob and I are going to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community, along with some laughs and nonsense from us. Now, before we get started, if you enjoy the show today, there's a few ways that you can support us. Firstly, wherever it is that you get your podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a rating, which goes a long way to making our show more visible to people who may enjoy it. In addition to this, we have a brand new YouTube channel and we're putting out exclusive content every single week. Please do head over there, subscribe, like some of the videos and make sure you hit the notification. There's stuff on there you will not find anywhere else. And that's the only way to make sure that it's beamed directly to your phone the second it comes available. Yeah, we're also really active on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or contact us directly through our dedicated email address. All the info's in our bio. Give us a follow, share with your friends, and come and have a chat with us. If this is the first time that you're listening to us, first off, where have you been? But secondly, we do have a massive back catalogue of shows that are available, including the entirety of Series 1 and 2, free to listen to, and they always will be. There's some great episodes in there that we are very, very proud of. So go on, check them out, and let us know what you think. Yeah, and finally, Rob is still on the fundraising grind on the way to his Berlin Marathon, all in support of Prostate Cancer UK. He's raised over 500 quid so far, and he'll be embarking on some more wacky challenges throughout the year. So support him, keep your eyes peeled, share the story, and get involved where you can. Most importantly, if you can spare some change, then head over to our Just Giving page. The link is in our social media and in our bio. Any donations are gratefully received. How was that, dude? Yes, better every time, mate. Hit the music! Are you a loner or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the what the fuck they call community. If you're 17, 25, push it 82. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the what the fuck they call Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 3, Episode 6 of the What The Fartlet Podcast. My name's Rob. What's up, what's up you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. But you've not got your bell, have you? No. <laughs> have you lost it? It's been taken off me. <laughs> Who's took it? Sammy took it off you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've been ringing your bell too much. <laughs> I've been, I have, I have been ringing my bell too frequently for her liking. Um, <laughs> she, she told me it was her or the bell. <laughs> um, <sighs> I had it, I, I had it on the bedside table because my computer desk is on, is my bedside table, and right. uh, I, I, I kept ringing it by accident when I was trying to check the time on my phone. <laughs> and, uh, she got really angry and maybe put it in the bin. <laughs> what we're gonna use for a sound bite now for a sound thing now? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just have to make ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah. Anyway, and I, and I am Matt then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are Sons Bell uh, now. Uh, probably for the best, to be honest. And that joke ran its course pretty quickly. Uh, but we are super excited to be with you. We are officially halfway through series three. Matt, how does that feel? Oh wow! Halfway through these these series are uh, flying by, aren't they? Hey, hey, do you want to hear something exciting? Go on. If everything goes to plan, mm-hmm. by episode 10, right. me and you aren't going to be on Skype no more. Ooh, we can be... 
I don't know what I'm going to say, yeah? It can be... Face-to-face? Face-to-face, yeah. Face-to-face. <laughs> it's not that difficult a thing to think of, Matt. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah, man. Right. So, yeah, uh, they're going to lift... Uh, it'll be the... You can have more than one household together from the 17th of May if everything goes right. So, oh, right. we'll be able to have a beer and sit in my conservatory and record without having to use, without you having to wind up your old laptop every, every time. <laughs> yeah. It's like an old motor with starter thing on front, front on it. It's like one of my, my laptop. It just takes forever. I know, I know. We're gonna, we, we have to, for the benefit of anyone listening, we have to tell Matt that our start time is 10 minutes early than it actually is, just so he has time to load up his laptop and we don't waste it. Um, we've got a packed show today, though, my friend, haven't we? Do you want to tell our lovely listeners what's coming up this week? Yeah, so a bit of a catch-up about what Nick Butter's up to, uh, one of our, uh, our season opening guests. Uh, a bit of a con- controversy. Contra- I can't even said this word. Controversy. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, no, that was right. That was right. Yeah, yeah controversy. Yeah. Yeah, well. A bit of controversy about carbon-plated shoes. I knew. I knew it. Uh, yep. We've got a chat with Ian and George. Make my run stuff. Statman, John, maybe? Maybe. New maybe. stories. And then the usual fankoos. Fanko, fanko, fanko. Um, I think that is a stat show, my friend. It certainly is. Um, before we get started, how's your week been? Yeah, it's just- Recovering, stretching, strength and conditioning. I've done zero running apart from refereeing miles, which is super slow, like walking pace. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to trying to recover this Achilles that I said I was having issues with this last week. I made the executive decision to uh, to pull rein all the uh, runs back and uh, concentrate on trying to strengthen it and uh, get it but, sorted. Can I just ask you something? Yeah. You know, then you said I was. I was going. I just made the executive decision. Mm. Were you? Were you going to say to pull out and then stop yourself and thought better of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to say that. <laughs> look, it, look, it looked like a complete fear came over your face where you were like, I'm, "I was going to say pull out," and I can't say pull out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it has an ulterior meaning. Um, that's fine. No, I just. Just curious. Just curious. Yeah, no, that's fair, man. I mean, it's the Achilles, isn't it, that you're struggling with? Yes, yeah. I think it's still still penning from from when I did it a while back. I didn't properly rehabilitate it. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's got worse. I need to just concentrate on on stretching it out and strengthening it and doing all the uh, is it plyometrics all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds about right. Though. Sounds fine. <laughs> Basically, stand, standing up on down on my toes. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Strengthening the muscle. Yeah. Mm. Uh, good, yeah, no, that's fair, man. I mean, I've missed you. I've not had anyone to run with because of that. Oh. Well, actually, that's, that's not true. I've just replaced you with Paul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been Thanks, Paul. There you go, yeah, yeah. Or as I like to call him, Matt too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, was, I, I was donnering the kids, Paul, and he's like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, protect <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, dear, I just miss you, mate. I just miss you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, how about you? How are you yeah. doing? Steady, man. There's not really much to report. It's been really good. So Sammy I and I've been going out without me. Yeah, sorry. Well, well, yeah. It's easier when you twist things to fit your narrative, isn't it? Um, no, fine. To be honest, Sammy and I reshaped the plan a little bit, so uh, a little bit less intense, just more time off feet. Uh, we both went out. We both nailed it this week. Good. Good miles, good speed session on Wednesday. Went out today, managed to do seven miles, which is, nice. you know, without much effort, which was hard three weeks ago. So yeah. it feels like it's going, it's going quite well. It's quite a, quite a turn from when you were were a couple of weeks ago. Then yeah, yeah, you, you were struggling with the hills and and faster stuff, and you seem to be 
seems to be coming together a little bit for you. So, yeah, pleased for you, mate. It's all part of the journey, Paul. It's all part of the journey. So, I'll tell you what, before we get into it, though, let's do a little bit of a would you rather. We haven't had a would you rather in a while. Mm, We haven't. We haven't. Go on, then. So, would you rather run a marathon, but every mile you've got to take a shot of tequila? What? Or... It's spirit of your choice. I just go for tequila automatically, but spirit of your choice. Or run a marathon, but every mile you've got to eat a slab of chocolate cake. Oh, wow. This is up. So the choices are to be at mile, where I drink, mile six and be absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. Or mile six and be not wanting to see a slab of chocolate cake for the rest of your life. <laughs> Chundering chocolate cake. Who goes to the bar and thinks, oh, I know, I'll have a nice, refreshing drink. I'll, have, I'll order a tequila. No, a tequila is something you order to get pissed, isn't it? Yeah, true, true. It's not, there's, 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 not, there's not much hydration in a shot of tequila, mate. No. Oh, man. This is horrible. And you've got to go, you've got to have the old salt lick and all that sort of stuff as well. No, it's just two oh. kilo suicide, you mean? No. Mm. But, I mean, you could do. I mean, the lime might give you a little bit of vitamin C. Mm. No, st- still, uh, when you're absolutely pissed out of your head, uh, you just... You know, do, I have to, do I have to do it? Do I have to you do it? Do, yeah, you got to do one. That's the point of would you rather. No. Can I just point out the one thing you're thinking? How many miles are in a marathon? 26. Eight. If you eat 26 pieces of chocolate cake, then you'll be, be throwing up, right? So you'll vomit, and that won't be very nice. If you shot 26 shots of tequila in a four-hour, five-hour period, you'll probably die. Like, <laughs> there's, there's a solid chance of alcohol poisoning and death, especially mm. when you're... Like, the, the answer is chocolate cake, Matt. Mm. It's got to be, hasn't it? Can, can you, you have to eat it and then throw it, so make yourself throw it back up, just... <laughs> Yeah, I can I just not do a marathon that, that year. I, no, no, <laughs> I don't think there's like a choice of throwing up or not throwing up. I think oh. it, it won't be forcing anything. It's just going to be get hundred meters down the line and up it comes again. Yeah, yeah, it's going to have to be chocolate cake, chocolate cake. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed after four pints. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair, fair, fair. Right, chocolate cake it is. Uh, would anybody think differently? Can anyone else handle twenty six point two shots of? Tequila, could you imagine that finishing it right at the end? You just get a little fifth of a shot glass that you've got to. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not done yet. Um, so if we have, uh, let's let's go on to talk about some running news. So the first thing we wanted to chat through is we wanted to talk about our good pal Nick Butter, didn't we? Series four, three, episode one guest. So that started two weeks ago now, is it? Something like that? Yeah, I think it's about 14, 15 days in, something like that, yeah. Mm. Yes. We thought we'd give a bit of an update. It's not gone quite to plan for Nick. No, he's been struggling. Um, I think Jack Jack should have been running with him on, was it last Friday? I think it was. Or Friday, Friday just gone. And he's only just managed to uh, to get get to where Jack Jack is living. Um, Jack lives on the Sunday, was it yesterday, today? Yeah, so he's, he's been, been struggling with it, but he's, he's getting it done. He's still got a smile on his face. He's still cheery oh, as ever. Down, really down-to-earth bloke as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that when I chatted to him, to be honest, the interview mm. itself comes across that for someone who's achieved so much and is 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 pretty famous, to be honest. You know what I mean? In in the grand scheme of things, is um, achieved these superhuman tasks. And you know, he was dead, dead humble, dead polite, dead down to earth. One that we definitely, definitely are following out of interest because of the fact that he's hooked me um, uh, from that chat. And you know what's lovely? I've had 
probably five or six different people come to me and be like, oh, I've bought his book on the back of listening to the show yeah. and love him and da da da. So that's been really cool. But yeah, he's not had a great time. But if you think about it, what he's had to achieve, yeah. two, two marathons a day for 100 days. Yeah, that's a lot of tequila. That's a lot of tequila. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think he, he got an injury, didn't he? And then he had to have a couple of days of not running at all, and then he's had to have a couple of days of just running, just just running back to back marathons. Um, and then he's he's trying to ramp back up and make up. I think he's doing some fifty milers uh, to try and make up the make up the miles. But yes, Jack went out and ran with him. He had nothing but lovely things to say about him. Yeah, um, so much time for people following people's stories. I think some, somebody ran the first ever marathon with him, and he, he was bigging her up and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Real good, real good story. Real good. Yeah, brilliant. And of course, all in support of the One Nine Six Foundation. Uh, mm-hmm. Please go back and have a listen to Nick's episode if you haven't already to find out more about it. But more importantly, go and check out the One Nine Six Foundation. It's such a brilliant concept for fundraising. You know, everybody donates one pound ninety six. Uh, is is it a month? I think it's a month. Yeah, a month. It? Yeah. Um, and which is absolutely nothing less than a cup of coffee. And you. At the end of each year, basically, they come up with some different causes that they can support and everyone gets a say in in, in which ones yeah. they pick. It's absolute democracy at its finest and, uh, yes. and a brilliant way to fundraise for some very good causes. So please do go and, um, and support Nick however you can and get out and run with him if you're anywhere near the coast. He is running around the coast of Britain. That's the Run Britain Challenge, guys. He's going to be over the next 100 days, running about 50 miles a day to get around the coast of Britain. Um, Set a world record. Pretty incredible stuff. So uh, you can check him out on his uh, Nick Butter Run, which is his social media. He's got his website. Uh, You can go out, you can meet him. He's running with anybody and everybody. And he's a a great dude. So definitely Definitely, well worth it. Definitely is. Certainly is. But because of that, Matt, because of Jack's flirtations off running with Nick Butter, he's not here, is he? No, he's not. Swanning off, swanning off, doing his own thing. I know, I know. He's got, he's, he's seen a friend this week. That's not us. What's that all about? I know. You're not allowed to have other friends, Jack. You know. Where are your friends now, Jack? Are you docking his pay? Yeah, I am. No curly whirlies. Said it with such disdain then as well, didn't I? Um. So yes, but that does mean that the next topic we're going to talk about, Matty T. Mm. He's not going to be on because he would not be on this side of the fence oh, at all. No, because he's, he's, a, he's he'd be fight, he'd be pushing back, wouldn't he? Definitely. He's a big lover of carbon plated shoes. So let's talk about it, though. Yes, you're going to make me say a name, aren't you? I am. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk. Oh, hang on. What's that? Oh. Is that your phone? No. Is it my phone? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's my phone. <laughs> Hang on, let's answer that. Hello. Hello, lads. Step on John. I'm John. How are you today, sir? I'm good. My adrenaline's a bit high right now. Oh, God. Oh, dear. No. Why? What's up? What's happened? Just had to break up a fight uh, between two fleas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were they fighting about, man? Oh, God knows. And to be honest, it's only because I'm not blinking at the minute. I saw him. <laughs> you stopped blinking altogether, Starman John. Yes, I am down to two blinks a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very well-rationed blinks. Um, it's like Karate Kid, isn't it, with the blinks? Um, brilliant. So, uh, Yemen, last week, how was, how, was, how was your chat with the son of Noah? He wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you think he was ghosting you? I do. I left a note. Uh, I won't say what was in the note, but it was very stern. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in seven last week. We've been Southern Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere, left, right, centre, all over the place. Where are you this week, sir? This week I find myself in Kobe, Japan. Ah, Kobe. Lovely part of the world. Very different culture. I'm sure this is going to be a great one to talk about. Um, But, again, you've crossed continents. Um, You'll have needed to steal somebody's identification to get in. So, Matt, why don't you give us a little bit of a soundbite? Take my ID. Take ID. So, whose identification have you taken this week, Statman John? This week, I am Run Grandma Run. Brilliant choice. Brilliant choice. Um, An OG Make Matt Runner taking part in the new Community Challenge as well. So I love it, love it, love it. Um, So tell us about Kobe then. What have you been up to, Statman John? Well, I came here because, uh, I don't know if you lads know, this is where karaoke was born. It, it was it. That is a great fact. That's a funny fact. That's very interesting. Yes, so you yes. karaoke. Oh well, me and Harold every Tuesday used to do karaoke for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite song to do, Statman John? Um, always on repeat because you loved me by Celine Dion. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I don't know if you guys know. I used to impersonate Celine Dion as a career. (laughs) (laughs) On the cruise ships, stop my job. Just weddings, strictly weddings. That was it. (laughs) Did you find? Did you get? Were you successful? Did you get much? Much interest? Much business? Um, Yeah, I done well. It lasted me a couple of weeks. That career. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, so you're going to be able to squat. Are you doing some karaoke while you're out there then, or is it going yeah. to be too hard without Harold? Uh, I've been doing it because I thought maybe my voice would bring him in, but uh, <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but still, still no sign of him then. No, nothing that. All right. So we'll cross. We've got we've got the little map here, Statman John. We're crossing it off as we go. We're crossing it off as we go, so we'll cross uh, we'll cross Kobe, Japan off the list. That one more one more place where he isn't. Hopefully, the next place will be someone where he is. I reckon. Um, anything else you're up to while you're in Japan? Uh, I've joined a jazz band, the Bad Boys. <laughs> <laughs> What's your play? Uh, trumpet. Trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, they, they want me to stay, but I've said no, lads. I've got to go, so I've walked away from that. Oh, dear. Oh. That's a shame. That's a shame. Anything, a... Else, anything else you're up to? That's it. I'll be packing my bags tonight. I'm ready to move on to the next Let's place. Find Harold. Brilliant. Yes. Oh. Okay, well, um, safe travels, as always, sir. We miss you. You are loved, of course. To steal your phrase, um, but keep keep us updated, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear some good news about Harold soon. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. See you soon. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Oh, he is getting about, isn't he? Oh yes. All, all the way to uh, Japan this time round. Bless him. Oh, having a sing song. Hey, hey, do you know what? You were talking the other week about Japan. Do you reckon he heard the episode and was like, "Oh, on the back of Mighty Taylor's 
bucket list item to want to go to Japan. I'm going to go as well. Ah, yeah, could have, could have been. But he didn't go to Tokyo, did he? Went, <laughs> cool. It is close enough. You're it an influencer. You're an influencer, yeah. Matty Taylor. Oh, yes. I'll change my bio to influencer. <laughs> influencer, hashtag gifted. Uh, right, so, um, back on track. Well, we were talking about uh, carbon plated shoes, weren't we? Because we've talked about yeah. this in the past, and Jack gave a very strong case for how yeah. great they are. But yeah, I think what we... He is a big fanboy, but we talked about kind of... I, I guess as, as amateur runners, the why they're good and why we like them, and and then kind of how they're advancing the sport. We we really mm-hmm. talked about it in quite a positive light. This was all around the time of Kipchoge's um, sub two hour marathon attempt, and mm-hmm. but there are, there is a growing voice in the opposition, mm-hmm. um, and that has come to light most recently in this last week uh, mm-hmm. with Tegla Larupe. I think it's Larupe, Larupe maybe. Yes. Good, good job you didn't get me to say that one, mate. <laughs> yes, absolutely, mate. I'm, I'm just, I'm here to help you out. We're in it together. Um, and she, she, she's a former world record holder of a marathon distance. Yeah. So this is, this is a big name. You know what I mean? This is, this is somebody who is a very well respected, very prominent member of the of the marathon community. Mm-hmm. She held the world record for nearly four years, I believe. Yeah. And she's come out and said that running shoe technology is akin to cheating. It's almost as bad as I knew it. I knew it! See? <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> hey, Jack's not on to defend himself either, but yeah, she's, she's actually gone as far as to say that it's, it's almost as bad as doping. Wow. That's a bold statement there. Mm. Oh, oof. Yeah. You are not a hero because you don't use your own strength. Wow. She doesn't like her. Oh, so, all right, so this is a professional athlete mm. that's not, not liking the, the technology improving. Oh. Well, she's not, she's not the first one. She's not the first one to come out. Do you remember Dewey Griffiths we talked about at the uh, the British qualifiers? Yes, yes. He, he came out last... Uh, oh, no, sorry, last month. He came out and, and said, in, in not quite so many words he didn't like it, but he basically said that it gives runners free time. It's right. free time that, it, that you're basically being given. Yeah. It's because you can go quicker with it. And, you know, uh, th- th- there are other sort of bits that happen. Uh, Mara uh, Yamauchi, who is a former British Olympic marathon runner, she came out and said that it's it's not fair anymore. It's not fair competition. You've got someone in a carbon-plated shoe and you've got someone not in a carbon-plated shoe. It's mm. not fair. It's not a true comparative yeah. test. And where does it stop? Where does that technology... Where do they draw the line? When, yeah. <laughs> do they put springs in them? Is, yeah. is that, is that allowed? Put a, put a motor in them. It's a little bit like... <laughs> Football and VAR, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar sort of similar sort of set. Like, where does where do you draw that line? It's yeah. yeah there needs to be some sort of. I don't know. I've said line line. You know what it is for me, mate. I don't. I can see both sides of it, right? So I can mm. see the frustration in it. I probably don't see what. Uh, Tegla LaRupe is talking about in the sense of how it's akin to cheating. Um, but then I'm not an athlete to her standard. No, so for her, there's, pro- there's probably from... yeah, there's probably some personal and professional pride that's in there of saying, look, I could do it without. Mm. So what So I'll, what gives you the right to do it with? Like, So I get that. Like, I think that if I was in her position, I would feel that way. But I don't see it as, I don't see that side of it as cheating. But I do certainly agree with a lot of the other comments, which is that it makes the field unfair. 
it's 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 a scientifically proven fact that carbon plated shoes make you go quicker. They will give you seconds over the, all the different distances. We've said it a million times in the last three series when we've done like reviews of races. We've watched the athletics. The guy at the front's always in a perfect place. Always in a perfect place. So for me, if they're going to do it fairly, everyone should wear. Yeah. yeah. So if you're at a professional athletics meet. They sh- and that's not gonna, it's not going to happen because different people got different sponsorships, different companies and yeah. all that kind of thing. But surely the only true way would be that everyone wears the same carbon plated shoe. Mm. Like, but like I say, it, it won't happen like that with the with the sponsorship deals and all that sort of stuff. And now one shoe will be up front for a while like the, the Vapor Flies and, and then another shoe will probably increase their technology a little bit better yeah. to overtake theirs. And it's, it's, it's going to be like that constantly until they, until they set that bar. Of what what is allowed and what isn't it's interesting though isn't it because yeah. surely this has been discussed about before like you know like really? when when shoes have brought in like i don't know like different shapes of shoes and you know a bigger mm. drop in the heel and and you know the arches yeah. there's and the cushioning there's been advances in shoe technology before but it's just this this carbon plated thing it just it's different isn't it it just seems to be mm. so much more of a big deal yeah because it seemed like, like I say, like I joke about it, but it is like a spring in your in your in your step, a spring in your foot. So, yeah, that's probably why it's been more of a big deal for people to to take on board. Yeah. That's what I'm think, saying, anyway. That's what I think, anyway. It's um, difficult, isn't it? Because again, we're not like as me as as runners, me and you, we wouldn't probably benefit from that spring in a step much like like athletes do. <laughs> Well, you say that, you say that, but I see on social media, oh, I've just bought me vapor flies and I've run a 5k PB. Mm, no, yeah, cheating, like, cheating. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it doesn't count. Get it, get it off Strava. Um, I, I think, I mean, maybe it's psychosomatic. Maybe it's that you know, it's a placebo effect. You you worm and you think you're faster, so you run faster. At mm. our level, I mean, I don't mean at elite athletes level. I think there's definitely scientific. Um, evidence to the contrary at that level but you know I don't know but but then does it really matter at amateur level because who am I really racing against nobody no, so it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter if Joe Blog stood next to me he's in a pair of vapor flies and he therefore runs 20 seconds quicker than he would have done otherwise it doesn't matter because mm. what's what's in real, what's the difference between me finishing 42nd at Parker and me finishing 43rd it doesn't you know what I mean? It, it don't matter yeah, yeah. At that level. I guess it's just if you if you want to spend your money on on a consumer level, if you want to spend two hundred and fifty three hundred quid on a pair of shoes, and you can do that, then bully to you. Yeah. If you don't want to, like you with your yeah. car boot sale trainers, then <laughs> then fine, do that as well. But it definitely at the elite level is a much Bigger. more controversial subject, isn't it? Yeah, because mm. the, the, there's money involved in in winning races at that that level, so. Yeah. It's affecting people's livelihoods, man. Mm. Especially the people who rely on those race fees. You know mm. what I mean? Those those win, those race winning fees. There's people who are like, you know, that they, they can only run full time mm. if they win or place in X amount of races. You know what I mean? There's that don't get those lucrative sponsorship deals. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? It is. So mm. Let's know. Let's know what you think, gang. Uh, hook, hit us up on social media. Drop us an email. Uh, come and have a chat with us. Whatever you think. Do you think it's cheating? Do you think 
How do we level the playing field? Do we just put everyone in, in the same shoe? Do we take it take the shoes? Do we make them all run barefoot? Would that be the true test of who the fastest is? Go full Zola, bud. Barefoot, everybody. I didn't know what you were saying then. That was impressive. I said, I said, I said go full Zola, bud. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, I, running yeah, yeah, no, I know. I thought you said Fazola. Like, Fiz- <laughs> like I know I'm bad at saying people's names, but come on. I didn't know what you were talking about. I was getting really confused. I was like, we're going to have to cut. <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting. Glad to talk about that with you, buddy. Um, with that in mind, should we go and have a chat with this week's guests? What do you reckon? Yes, double yeah. Trouble. Double troubles. We've got Ian and George on. Um, two very accomplished runners in their own right, but they also just happen to be a couple. We know how that feels, don't we? We're, we're part of running couples, me and you. Yeah, I thought we were the couple. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Donna who? Don, yeah, exactly. Donna, Sammy, they're nobody. You're, you're my running wife. Um, yeah, but they, they, you know, they, they do. But we do. We, we know how it, how, how it is having to try and get out and get it done. Family, job, commitments. But they do it very successfully. They're great pair of people. Really good chat. Good to learn about both of them individually as well as them as a couple. And hopefully a bit of a different dynamic than we normally do because there was three of us there and the conversation styles a little bit different. They interact with each other as well as with me. So would love some feedback on what people think of it. But I think you're going to love it. Should we get over and have a chat with Ian and George? Yeah, let's do it. Right, guys, it's time to try something a little bit different. So today I'm talking to not one awesome member of our online running community, but two. Separately, uh, they are experienced runners in their own right with amazing stories to tell. Uh, but they just so happen to be an absolute powerhouse for a couple as well. So I'm joined by Ian and George. How are we doing today? Hi. Uh, yeah, all good. Happy. It's, uh, yeah, we've had a good day so far. Good, good. Been out for your Sunday runs? Yeah, so I think uh, maybe 20k, maybe a bit short. About oh. and a half. Nice trail run. Nice, yeah, there you go, that'll get you done. And then a lazy Sunday afternoon, I'm assuming, after that. But I, I've got to study. But... <laughs> I might get on the bike. I'm, de- I'm debating, a, uh, I'm on a fit for 40 challenge, so I might get on the bike to push my fitness a bit further. All oh, right, well, you're both making me feel very lazy. I plan on eating crisps and watching super sunday so uh <laughs> less said about that the better right i've got loads to get through you guys have got amazing uh, separate running journeys stories to tell i want to get to all of it uh we normally start these chats by asking how you got into running but i'd like to mix things up a little bit if that's okay with you i want to start by asking how you guys met did running play a part in you uh getting together uh yeah definitely so uh george was technically is if she tried now uh, a really good crossfitter and at the time i really wanted to get into crossfit george wanted to get back into running uh, and we kind of spoke about helping each other out decided to go for a coffee i turned up turned up for the coffee and it was in a bar so she plied me with alcohol and then we had a <laughs> nice smooch at liverpool street and um yeah we've not looked back is that, is that, is that, that's, I was going to say, is that exactly how it happened, George, or is he taking a bit of creative liberty? It, it was a coffee shop that turns into a bar in the evening, and I didn't realise. Right, yeah, the likely story, right? Okay, brilliant. <laughs> uh, so let's get on to running then. So, George, if I can come to you first, tell me a little bit about how you first got into running, I mean, and the CrossFit as well. Interested to hear about kind of your journey into fitness. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a bit all over the place, I guess. Um, I started going to a gym when I put on some weight after starting an office job 
and um, through doing spin classes met some friends who also ran and started running with them um, and yeah I just I really enjoyed the running aspect um, of training and then kind of picked up triathlon for a little bit um, but through through blogging actually I got an opportunity to try CrossFit and I just absolutely loved it and um, kind of turned turned my hand to that for about five or six years um, and then that's when yeah as, as Ian said kind of got back into running I, I had um, I had an opportunity to do the Ragnar Relay and uh, yeah we, we were kind of chat, chatting around that time weren't we and you kind of helped me not be so crap at running after having not done it for about five years <laughs> Sure, it's not true. Uh, tell me a little bit then about early race memories for you then, George. So whether it is CrossFit, try or, or 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 flat, you know, road racing, trail racing, whatever. Have you got any kind of early memories from when you first got into running that really stand out as yeah, well, that was when I realised I, I I love this. Well, yeah, funnily enough, I did say um, when I first started running, I said I'm never ever ever going to do a marathon. Never, not going to happen. And then I think within two years, I had actually signed up for my first marathon and ran ran my first ever half marathon in training for for the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Absolutely not to not to 60 for you. <laughs> yeah, I got caught up hook, line and sinker, basically. And then I've done five now. So, mm. yeah, from, from never to being the main training goal, I guess. Where, where was the first marathon, sorry? It was in Brighton. Yeah. Brighton Marathon, lovely, lovely. Uh, and and um, so, when you came over that finish line the first time, was it just straight away right? I'm hooked. This is it, or was it a bit of a gradual journey into it from there? To be honest, I, I got over the finish line and I cried because <laughs> yeah. um, I put I put so much pressure on myself to get a certain time, and um, and I, I missed it right. um, by I think it was seven minutes. And um, yeah, I got I just got really upset because I thought, oh, well, I failed. And that, I mean, it shows my mentality at the time. I was a bit um, I wasn't really in a great place and mm. it, that just kind of broke me a little bit but I, I said well I'm going to have to do it now and I even considered doing one six weeks later um, just to utilise some of that training but then everyone told me that was a really silly idea so <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah I put it off for a little while but I didn't run my next one until after I met Ian actually so wow. yeah, I didn't do one for a while. Yeah. It, it is interesting isn't it how we talk about um when it comes to races, the, the adulation, you know, the endorphins, the positives, but there is that that darker side to it as well. And I really want to touch on that in a little bit more detail uh, later on, because I know that you guys are super open talking about mental health and, and, and how running supports you through that. But Ian, if I can kind of loop back around to you to start with, man, how about you? How did you first get into the running game? Um, as a kid, I did a lot of sport. My granddad was very much involved in like the local sports community, so I ran football uh cricket badly i didn't really do like none of it was i was, wasn't very good at all of it and then i i stopped discovered the joys of alcohol put on a load of weight and then a guy i worked with uh still a friend now gary <clears throat> we just had a conversation about the marathon ballot uh so i entered it on a whim um and got in the marathon at that point i hadn't run a 10k um the week before the marathon, I had a bit of a wobble and was like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I, ha I hadn't run more than uh, 15 miles, I think. And then turned up, it was, you know, and had a, what I would call a lucky race. Even when I look back, I had no idea what good time was. I had no idea about nutrition. It was 
one of the most beautifully naive runs I've ever done. <laughs> and it felt amazing because I was running a marathon. I, I loved it from beginning to end. And there was no sprint finish. There was there was nothing. I think, I don't know, I might be wrong, but it's probably about 4.37, um, which when I finished, I had no idea whether it was good, bad or anything. Um, and from that point, I was hooked. Uh, and I've ran on and off uh, since. I say on and off being like them, I can go a month without running and then go straight back into it. I feel incredibly fortunate for the way I run and how much I love it. Like, I am besotted by running. Yeah. And when you say the marathon, uh, talking about London, I assume. Yeah, yeah, it was London Marathon. Yeah, wow. So, like, a great first one to, to jump into. How was is, how is that experience? Oh, it was incredible. Uh, the, the crowd, the... The whole vibe of it was just absolutely amazing. And the guy, uh, Gary, he ran it that year as well. Um, and just running with him was absolutely wonderful. Funny enough, my mum came to watch. Uh, and she left before the finish. She got sick of waiting and said, well, you were going to finish whatever. It didn't matter. So I finished, found her, and she was at home. Uh, thanks, mum. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, amazing first races. Brighton and London to get to dive straight into. Uh, absolute, absolute runners envy there. Um, tell me a little bit. Then we talked. We touched briefly on on mental health and the 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 battles you guys have fought and and how runnings helped that. Do you guys mind just telling me a little bit about kind of the stuff that you've been through individually, collectively as a couple, um, and and how running and and the different support functions that you've got in place together. Um, have, have helped overcome that because I think that'll really resonate with people. Yeah. Um, well, shall I go first then? Like, ladies first. <laughs> um, my, I guess, like I, I went into quite a big period of change over a, a few years. So I'd left my job, started university as a mature student. I'd moved house. Um, my parents had split up. I'd moved house again. Um, like. And then within a year of starting my university course, I, I then left that and went back to work but in a different role. So I had a lot of change all going on at the same time, like within a very short period of time. Um, and I, I actually developed um, an eating disorder. So I, I found, I guess, control through food. Um, and at first I lost quite a lot of weight, so I, I wasn't eating very much and I was really restricting. And I didn't really realise, but... Um, you know people started to notice and were saying things and that just kind of fueled it a bit more I guess but then somewhat it was actually I still kind of believe it was this trigger um that happened that that changed the next part of my story but someone said to me once when I was eating a chocolate bar they said but you're you run marathons you why are you eating chocolate you shouldn't be eating chocolate and I then kind of went into um I then went into a bit of a a spiral of binge eating um and restricting so it's I I guess classified as bulimia even though I wasn't making myself sick it's still bulimia because I was restricting in the, in the other sense and binging but yeah that led me into quite a deep um path for a while I was on antidepressants uh took it took a while to come out of um and I think once you've had an eating disorder it probably never really fully goes away um you, you're left with some of the food rules and hang-ups that you you have they you just have to learn to manage them I guess um but yeah like I, I think CrossFit actually helped me probably the most with that that side of things because it really taught me that it's not what your body look like looks like it's what you can do that matters and that that really helped heal my 
relationship with food. Um, so yeah, quite a long story there, I guess. But no, no, but, a, a, a good a good story as well. We had a, a guest in our first series, uh, a chap called Kevin Dara, a really nice guy, um, who himself had, had had lived through and was living through an eating disorder. And it does really resonate with me what you said there, because he said the exact same thing that you ne- it never really leaves you. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll always look at food differently um, to how an atypical person might. But the the reality is that it's about learning to kind of find those coping mechanisms, those strategies. And I really like what you said about CrossFit and, and about that idea of look at what your body can do rather than what it looks like. I think that's really, really powerful. Um, Ian, how about you then, man? Um, so I think if if I'm honest, I've you know struggled with aspects of mental health for a long time, probably since I was a kid, and sort of finding your place and knowing, like, finding where you belong in, in you know, in life, I guess. Um, so I used to mask that a lot with alcohol, which led to me being incredibly overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only, I went through a lot of change. Uh, it's going to be about seven years ago. Um, so I went from being a certain position at work and going to do a degree through work, which was going to be an increased workload. And when I started that, uh, from from start to finish of that course, actually, I lost my father, I gained a daughter, um, and got promoted, and that 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 caused a whole lot of obviously stress and change, um, and it, it it's very difficult. And I think I stopped trying to manage my mental health, as it were, and I, not that you are managing it, but uh, with alcohol, and because I'd found running through doing the marathon and it helped me lose weight, I discovered that I could manage my mental health a lot better through running. Um, It does help a lot with mental health. I find it absolutely incredible to, I'll go for runs and it will reset my mind. It gives me that reflection time to sort of add logic to any situation, anything that's going through my mind. And I'll sort of, won't bury it because it, I deal with it and kind of put it in the compartment I want in my mind, and then I get back from the run and feel like there's no there's no baggage, there's no there's no carryover. Um, I mix running with well, I always run with music, and I've always been pretty good at using music to change my mood. Mm-hmm. So that combined with running, it absolutely is a game changer for me. Um, struggles now. Uh, my daughter lives with her mum, and when she goes back to her mum's, I mean, George will vouch for it. There are times where I'm just wallowing in misery just because I miss her. Yeah. It's like that weekly heartbreak of her going back. We have a great bond, um, and it's only running that will reset my mind. So, quite often, I know when I need a run to bring me back up. So I, I kind of use that on almost a weekly basis to maintain a good level of mental health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's interesting you say it because as much as I guess the the triggers that sit within your story are different to those that sit within George's story, the message is the same for you both, isn't it? And it's all about finding those coping mechanisms, those strategies, and learning to live with um, rather than eliminate. Yeah, and I think it's everyone has it differently when they run. That I mean. I'm very much of, if there is a, a sad emotion, for example, missing my daughter, um, I won't, I'll ride it out. I'll be like, okay, I need to feel this because that feeling, I can't just 
bury the feeling. So that run will almost be like a wallowing run. But when you get back, you've, you've processed that emotion. So it's no longer there. I agree. I think that's something that people people often suffer with mental health issues because they can't deal with the emotions. And that's where like mine and Ian's stories, I guess, are quite similar. Like my, I was suppressing mine with food. You were suppressing yours with alcohol. And actually, like if you can learn to deal with and live with changing emotions which everyone naturally has then that's a much better state of play than like trying to everyone's always we need to be happy all the time we need to be positive all the time but no sometimes you just need to be sad and learning to be sad and deal with sad is important in a way you you need to cry out you know um and it is to be fair i think running has helped because one of the difficulties in stopping drinking is if you were that guy at the party people like hone on you to be that guy at the party and when you're like no I'm not really drinking tonight they will be oh, let's get some shots let's do this because they know you will become that sort of person um so to then turn around and say no I'm training for a marathon that instantly stops they're like okay you know fair enough yeah um because it is I think I'm all for people having a drink uh, I think we spoke about this the other day. There's a there's a fine line between having a drink and almost on on social media or whatever, just promoting the or finding it funny that the alcoholism lifestyle. That I think for me anyway, I can only talk for myself. That was really really toxic. Yeah. Like if I could change something in my whole life, it would be to have never discovered alcohol. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's it, it it's the triggers are different for everybody and I guess the limits and the impacts and the ramifications are different for everybody. But you're absolutely right that if something takes hold too much, then you're suddenly staring down the barrel of a pretty dark place, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Okay. Uh, but, but some brilliant messages there. Now I know that you've both talked about how running and, and, and exercise on a wider basis has really helped you guys from a mental health perspective, but I'm sure that you're both just being very humble in the fact that, that finding each other, um, has probably helped massively as well but you are a bit of a running power couple I'm sure running is a big subject of conversation in your homes both of you will be going through marathon training blocks at the same time thinking about nutrition thinking about strength and conditioning all the other jazz that comes along with it how do you guys manage that because there is only so many hours in the day uh being really honest everything you said there is what George does I'm <laughs> I am uh I'm the idiot that just gets out the door and runs I don't I've re- I've been, I'm really bad with strength conditioning, uh, sort of working on mobility, uh, that whole all-rounder thing. Um, and it's something that I, I struggle with time um, and, and juggling all the plates where I will just be like, I'm just going to go and run. And just the fact that I run is, is kind of my training. Mm-hmm. Um, nutrition, I can dial in and do really good at, but like strength and conditioning, I, I, I'm the worst. But like if I... If I look at what George does, it's it motivates me to train, not to that level, because like watching her on a bike for two and a half hours is, yeah, is I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I, I think we both, when we're both on it, it's absolutely amazing and incredible. If we both dip at the same time, um, you'll we'll disappear for a week. Yeah. Like the, we, it, it's that little motivation of you're going to go for your run or you're going to do that. But if we're both the other way, it's like, 
oh, maybe should we not go for a run tonight? Should we should we get a pizza? Yeah, we can quite easily talk each other out of it. I think sometimes if we're both really not feeling it, but I, like nine times out of ten, one or the other of us. Oh, we're on a really good, we're on a really good run at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, I say we. George is on an <laughs> absolutely incredible run. Um, I've just found my groove. I found my consistency, and it's it's working for me. But I think we're we're both lucky because we understand. And we have we share that that hobby and that passion. Whereas obviously some couples, the partner might resent it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, or, or or they're maybe not quite so understanding when someone says, "I need to go for a run." They're like, "Well, do you really need to?" And it can be quite difficult. So we are lucky. We're in a, a fortunate position. That yeah, we both, and we, we make it work. We kind of cram a lot around our days. So I mean, I start work really early. Um, so I get up at quarter to five, and now you get up to train as I go to work. Um, and because where we're both training, obviously you can lose some of that conversation, but we'll have three or four phone calls mm-hmm. in, in, throughout a day. Um, I'll then get back from work and then it's probably you, normally about half an hour. I FaceTime uh, with Evie, my daughter, which can last up to an hour. Mm-hmm. And the minute that's done, it's right. I, I better get running so that we come back and don't eat too late. Mm-hmm. And then you've obviously got the, you know, as much as it, you, you manage your social media to a, a, a certain extent and we do, we do our post and then we kind of settle for the night. Um, but we're both of the mindset that, well, we both have a similar mindset about do, doing as much in the time we've got. Mine's from a, more of a, it's, well, it's mortality motivation. It's the fact that life's short uh, and I want to do as much as I can in the time I've got. Um, but you just like to be busy and you like to achieve and get stuff done. So it kind yeah. of, We've both got different reasons, but it works really well because we, we struggle to just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because that's um, a waste of time in our, in our mind. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Do you guys find that you get out to run together a lot? We do um, We do occasionally. So, like, um, normally, because we, we have Evie with us on, like, a Saturday afternoon to Sunday Gosh. evening. So, w- when Evie's with us, we take it in turns and we'll kind of, We'll spend yeah. playtime with Evie and take her for a walk or something. Um, and the other one can run. But we sometimes run together on an evening or we're, like today we had the chance to run together. Um, but yeah, normally I think because I've got, I follow a program, I'm being coached. So I've got specific runs to do and that might not not necessarily be what Ian wants yeah. to do. Or, or so sometimes do. we set out together but go the opposite direction yeah. or we <laughs> ask each other when we're, when we're out. Um but the, the the good bit is when we're not running together, we are that prompt of going, come on, you know, get your run done. You'll feel better when you get back. It's that, you know, it's the voice in your head and it's just encouraging each other because you know what the other person wants and you almost know, like I know how much a BQ would mean to George. Yeah. So to see her training for that is like, everyone says you sit there and watch a running documentary and it's really inspiring. I live with that. <laughs> like it, it's amazing. Oh, that's that's got to be brownie points, George. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I think he's that going was, to be for the fry up earlier. <laughs> that was that was smooth, man. Um, Ian, you talked a little bit about uh, social media and getting on doing your posts at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you guys met through social media, yeah. Um, and you have quite prominent presences through Instagram. Um, how have you found social media plays a part in your running journeys, both individually and I guess as a couple as well? Um, I don't think it plays a part in how I run my 
my main goal with it, if I'm honest, is my life changed through running massively. Like, went from a pretty dark place to this absolutely amazing, beautiful, colourful world that I, I never want to leave. Um, and that was through Gary, who no one will ever know because he doesn't have social media. <laughs> he has a Facebook, but like, so no one will ever see him. But he helped me with that change. And if I can get one person to experience the change I went to through, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I think I'm quite open with when a bad run's a bad run. Um, when I share like my watch, my splits, whatever, they're always really honest. I'm not uh, watch boards or anything. And I, 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 I'm a bit skeptical with some of the stuff that goes on lately where you see someone say, oh, look, easy run, and you'll see their split, and it says 7.30, and it mm -hmm. comes Strava is 8.30, and you're like, I just think that's irresponsible. It, you, you're just you're showing easy when it's not easy. Like, I, I want to be honest to go, look, you're going to have a crap run, but ride it out because the great one will be at the end of it. Um, so I don't think that shapes my running. It kind of, me being on that platform is to kind of connect with the community and hopefully inspire someone to just keep running and to get that if they look at my post after they've had a bad run and mine says, look, I've had a shocker. It was horrible, but brighter days are coming and they then lace up the next day and have that run where it clicks. I'm happy. Yeah. No, I feel the same actually. Cause I think, I think neither of us really hide a lot on social media. Like we're quite open with, with how we feel and what goes on and like the good, the bad, the ugly, like I, I've shared some very personal things on social media and I think like sometimes you know when you, something's happened in your life and you think oh, if, if only someone else was going through this and I could really talk about it and, and you know maybe both of us would feel a little bit better I think that's how social media kind of works sometimes is you put something out there and you say look this this happened or this is happening to me and you get a load of people say oh me too and that's happened to me and I feel that way too and and it really helps because I think people just realise that actually what they're going through is pretty normal, whereas before they might have felt like the the only one that, that this mm. thing's happening to. And so I, I just think it's really, it, it helps me to, to know that people feel the same, but I feel, I feel like it helps others as well. And it it's, that's where I found, I found social media to be really powerful. Yeah, I think just being authentic and, you know, doing what, we're doing with integrity means more to us than anything mm. yeah yeah no I, I and i think that our online running community by and large is a generally a bunch of good eggs and i think everyone has that positive ability to bring people up along with them rather than kind of look down upon them but i do get the point that you've made ian as well about you know making sure that what you're putting out there is authentic yeah i, th I think sometimes you can see like even if someone's technically the, the they're not as authentic, but you can see there's no intention behind it. Mm. Like I think there's a there's a difference because I think like ninety nine percent of the people out there are absolutely amazing. Like I get inspired by so many people mm. out there, um, and I try and make time for everyone when they'll like message to say how was your run example, how's your how's your trainers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I think it, it's just that whole intention and authentic, authenticity that I just want to make sure for us is on point. 
Yeah, I, I guess the other thing as well to bear in mind is that it's not even necessarily that it's impacting other people. I, I guess it, it's the impact it can have on yourself. You know what I mean? If you're setting these expectations that you're never going to fulfil, that's just a, a dangerous road to walk. Uh, yeah, I felt that. I set my sub 40 10k dream four years ago, and mm-hmm. I don't know why I did it because I was not yeah. in shape, but I just kept saying, "Oh, sub 40, you know, that's my goal," yeah. um, and it still is to this yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, don't always don't always get there, does it, man? Uh, but good. So let's talk a little bit then about wrapping things up. Let's talk about plans moving forward. So I'm sure you guys had loads of big plans for 2020, and then COVID's come along and scuppered it. Uh, George, if I come to you first, I mean, has, has there been anything from 2020 that's that's kind of been knocked out the park a little bit because of COVID that you're now looking to do in 2021, or what's what 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 what's the big dream? What's the goal? I know I heard um, Ian mention about a BQ. Yeah, I, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm probably like many other people out there that in a lot of ways I've forgotten what I've signed up to and what's rolled yeah. over and what I've got coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, the, the one that I know for definite we've got rolled over <clears throat> is Manchester Marathon. Yeah. Um, so that's supposed to be happening in October. So I guess there's quite a good chance of that going ahead. Um, and yeah, that that will be the goal that's race, the goal I guess. the goal race for, for both of us. For, yeah, for me, for BQ and for you sort of somewhere a lot don't quicker even, than that don't even say don't even don't even say what you want me to do we, we did have um we did have race to the tower booked that was rolled over as well but that's also been postponed and we've very kindly been given the opportunity to switch to another race but I, we're still thinking about i think what george doesn't want to do it i'm up for things on a whim i'm up for yeah. i'm up for dnfing i'm up for giving it my best shot whereas george is very much like in, 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 no, in, in life, I'm really, I'm quite logical and sensible. In running, I am the idiot. Because, yeah, let's try and run an ultra next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd really like to do it, but I think if the goal is, is speed, then it might not be the no, most sensible. Well, no, but to be curious, speed. That's for, for oh, me, I thought you were talking about the ultra. No, no, no. So, yeah, the goal longer term for the year is speed. Yeah, so that, marathon is, it's all about that that time yeah and then I think just like the dates and, and also the location and the distance and everything because it's a bit it's changed from what we were expecting but otherwise for me I've got a couple of triathlons booked um so I've got a couple of standard distance which is um also known as Olympic distance triathlon um so yeah that'll be the first like May and August those are and then with the marathon in, in October that kind of gives me a, a good solid block or a couple of blocks of training to get through yeah, lovely. And then Ian, you mentioned before we started recording that light and breezy at the moment with 2021, but you've mentioned Manchester. Any any other big plans or goals in mind for you this year? No, so I think last year I started a couple of run streaks, both stopped by COVID. Uh, one was isolating because of track and trace. The other one has actually got COVID. Mm. So I've had like this really inconsistent running journey. I was doing 5k every day and my longest streak was 90 something days Mm -hmm. i then went to doing less runs but further and absolutely adored it i was like so loving it and then i pb'd my half a time i never thought i'd get and that's kind of killed my running a little bit right i still love running but they felt really hard like running a a 5k slower than the distance I did, the uh, slower than the, the pace I did the half, it feels really difficult. Although today I was saying to George, our run today, I feel like may have unlocked my running again. Um, so my goal at the moment is I've got this, I've set myself a challenge fit by 40. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I'm open. I've got hang-ups about how old I am. and It's not really the number. It's more that life's getting shorter day by day, and I don't yeah. like that fact. Like, I really don't like that fact. Um, so it, it it's not a, technically a weight loss challenge, but there is a weight element to it because that, that number is a, a kind of a gauge of how it's doing it. It's just to feel stronger and healthier before I get 40. So it's an 80 day challenge, mm -hmm. uh, just strength, bike, run. Um, so I've got that and then it will kind of roll into marathon training. I've got a very optimistic goal for the marathon. Um, I want to get a time I'll be happy f with for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then, and then once that's done, genuinely I'm binning off running for times. I don't think it's all about that. I just want to get a time I'll be happy with for, for the rest of my life. And then when that, I'll just, I'll just take it easy. Um, and enjoy running because even when I, you know, when I said oh, it ruined running, uh, I still love it. Like it's a, it's a bad day in an absolutely beautiful sport. Yeah. Um, so I, as long as I'm in love with it, I'll I'll keep running, and I don't see that changing. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, big things ahead for both of you. I think if people do want to follow you a little bit closer in terms of your journey, and they don't already on Instagram. Ian, you are Ian runs LDN. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. And George, your fit cetera. Yep. Yep, that's it. Wonderful. Is there anybody else that you guys wanted to kind of shout out, mention anyone you're working with or you want to say hello to? Um I don't know, like to to with with regards to like uh like companies we work with, we're pretty lucky with the people Very we lucky. work we work with and we don't I mean people look at the whole influencer culture sometimes with quite a tainted view. Um we as with everything else, we're quite authentic with what we do. We don't, you know, accept everything that gets yeah, thrown at us. Yeah, we're turned down a lot. Um, but the guys at Free Train, yeah, uh, those vests. We, I mean, for the fact that they, yes, they gifted us a, a vest. We have conversations with them weekly, even just they just say, "You guys are smashing it. It's really great to see." Like they're so supportive, mm -hmm. not product, just with talking to us. Um, yeah, and I that's. Think X Endurance, Compact, yeah. Jaybird. Well, um, yeah, like Jaybird. It, and... it's, so it's, we're lucky, really. It's really nice. Like, I think, mm. obviously, we do get gifted stuff, but <laughs> today I bought a new pair and new balance. Like, um, retail therapy is one of my, <laughs> my guilty pleasures. But, like, just running community-wise, there's so many uh, incredible people that reach out um, and, and sort of check in on us. Um, I think I, I hate to, I don't want to upset anyone, but runner to Jackson mm -hmm. is like one of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. um, the goal of it, she's really nice. And obviously Joseph, her son's like awesome. I've got to shout out the, the BQ, the project BQ girls as well. Cause there's um, uh, Charlie, Grace, Mara, uh, Kirsty, Kelly, we're all going on that journey together. So, they didn't ask me. I could have been like an honorary <laughs> member. George is like, oh, I'm doing this BQ thing. It's like, mm. <laughs> to be fair, I don't like, yeah, BQ is well out of reach for me. It's, I, I think it's a very different target for men than it is for women. I, oh, I actually, sorry, um, Rich will run. Yeah. And his, his sister. They're both oh, there's so, there's so many lovely people that we, we have the pleasure of speaking to every day. Like there are people that really do interact and engage and it, it genuinely makes such a difference because you get 
you could post something and you'll just get the loveliest comments or or dms and honestly like some some of the things that people say i i really couldn't cope without some of that feedback really um and my cousin's story (laughs) (laughs) we got him into running he did loch ness marathon with us his first marathon and he's experienced what i experienced on my first marathon and that's made me the happiest person ever. Uh, so David, running zoologist. But I think one of the things we're looking forward to with this post-COVID world is not necessarily races. It's going running with people. Seeing people again. Yeah, so like Rich, we went to his house. We saw, met his family. We Again, we met him through Instagram. I think we're a lot more open to it because yeah. we met through Instagram and created this great life. So it's not like we're apprehensive to meeting people because we know how amazing it can be. Yeah. Um, and just like I said to someone, I think it was yesterday, like, oh, it was my friend Tommy. He was like, oh, you can run with me, but I run a bit slowly. I'm like, I'll run any pace, anywhere, just to run with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that is, that to me is everything, just running with people and sharing the, the love of it. Yeah, yeah. like we, we went to Loch Ness Marathon and we met, we went and did the park run there and like we met. A handful of people there we met people out on the course and it's just so nice to to go to these places and, and be able to interact with people just through you know the running community and instagram you can always meet a friend or make a friend at an event because of having this community and it, it yeah it's amazing yeah agreed great message to finish on i think as well i mean it's just it just does to open up that opportunity, doesn't it? That, you know, there's great people out there and it doesn't have to just be people who are on your doorstep or who that you grew up with as well. So brilliant. Right then, guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, best of luck with plans for 2021. Uh, time's flown by. really appreciate uh, you chatting with me. Uh, and hopefully uh, I'm at Manchester Marathon uh, supporting a couple of friends. So hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, have a little bit of a catch up and see each other. All right. Oh, brilliant. Thank hopefully you. Hopefully you'll see us smash our target. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. I oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. What do you reckon, Matt? Two for one in that one, Ian and George. I know. It was nice. Nice to have two, two different people uh, chatting at the same time. Yeah, it was a bit different, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. Good to hear yeah. how they uh, how they got together as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the thing the, the thing for me is it, it it is tough, isn't it? I mean, we've both got partners, wives yes. who who run as well, and it's hard to to balance it. Yeah, you've got to juggle, juggle it about and and cater each other's needs, aren't you? Pretty much, yeah. It's it's tough, but yeah, they, they seem to manage pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant, really uh, brilliant guys. Um, really good catching up with them. Um. I'm sure we'll speak to him again at some point soon. But moving on, my fine four-foot friend. Yes. We need to do something challenge match-related. Do you want to give us a bit of an intro? Do, do, do we have to? Do we have to do it? Uh, yes, yes, we do. They, them's the rules. <laughs> it's the Meet Matt Run Challenge. Challenge Matt! I'm Brian Blessed! He's he's been away for a while, so I thought I'd bring him back. Um Yes. I didn't want to go full on there, man. But, uh. Yeah, you're not you're not feeling great, are you, pal? Because you're not doing too good. Mm. No, What's I'm not. <laughs> do, how do, I mean, is, are you finding it strange? You know, seeing as how you have dominated Mate Matt Run for both series so far, and yeah. it's not it's not going well this series, is it? It's not. No. Well, what what it were? I had people helping me for like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and this this time it's all down to me and I'm screwing it royally up. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's really, really true, isn't it? If you think about it, <laughs> series one, you faked an injury so you didn't have to do your own Strava art. So that wasn't you. Series two was most miles wins with 50-odd people running your miles for you. <laughs> So that wasn't you, because you faked an injury through that one as well. And now you're having to stand on the pedestal on your own. Yeah, it's not, it's not, going, it's not going to to plan, is it, really? Absolutely not, mate. No, so, um, so again, just if anybody's brand new to uh, the podcast, the Make Matt Run Challenge is a uh, different challenge. We run every single series between me and Matt to see who wins the title of Make Matt Run Champion. Uh, Matt is two series to zero up. And in this one, I've gone out to our Fartlek family. That is you guys, our wonderful listeners. And I've asked you to help me out. Uh, we take on Matt every week in a series of uh, running, fitness or fun theme challenges. And Matt has to go one-on-one with somebody and try and beat them. We've had loads of fun different ones so far. We've got press-ups. We did an egg and spoon race. We've done... They've not been fun. They've been fun for me, mate. They've been fun for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I had to and, go home. I had to go home sick from work last night because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. So why don't you explain to everybody what happened? So if you've not watched the video, first and foremost, it's on our Instagram. It'll be it's on our YouTube. So get on there and have a watch of what happened. But what happened to you after your burpee challenge with uh, with Big D with Derek this week? Yeah, like I say, a two minute burpee burpee challenge with Derek goes running and um. Everything was going fine. I, I did the challenge. I didn't win, uh, unfortunately. It was close, um, though. Close. It was close. It was close, yes. But then later on in that evening, about half past, got to about half past nine, and I ended up going a bit dizzy and, and sick, and I, I signed myself off and went home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that's what that was to do with the, the burpee challenge or whether it was from the vaccine last week. I just don't know. I just felt a bit, a bit weird, so I thought I'd better not... Uh, driving your bus and end up killing somebody so I thought I'd go home instead do you think it could have had something to do with the fact that you'd, you'd ate an entire Tupperware box of chunky soup and a loaf of tiger bread before doing two minutes of intense exercise in your work uniform yeah probably not my wisest of uh, decisions but you know me I'm not the best at decision making <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say I'm not the wisest of men <laughs> Oh, well, you feeling better now, though, yeah? Yeah, yes, I feel feel a lot better now. Yes, definitely. So, <sighs> fortunately, my friend, you lost. Um, so that's four-one for the series. It is. I've got so, some catching up to do now. Hey, I was thinking about it. I only need to win two more rounds. Oh, I've got to start putting me, pulling my finger out then, aren't I? Two more rounds. Oh, best of eleven. If, if I let you win two, two more rounds, then will there be any more forfeits? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if only because we don't plan these things very well, mate. And uh, I don't know what content we put in the last five episodes of the series. So uh, they, they'll keep happening. The forfeits will all be done. Um, so again, if you're brand new to this, the loser every week has to take on a forfeit, um, which we're going to get to in just a moment. But uh, as we, it's 11 rounds and I'm four one up, I have to get six to win. So, mate, you are lagging behind. Mm. Oh. I hope the next challenge is a little bit easier, but we'll get onto that in a minute, I'm sure. Speaking of forfeits, though, mm. Jack swanned off this weekend. He's not here. Oh yes, he has, hasn't he? Oof. So yes. who's gonna who's gonna draw the forfeits? Oh, who is it? Who is gonna draw the forfeit? Well, I'll tell you something, Matty Taylor. I've only gone and got us an upgrade. All right. Go on. 
if Jack if Jack's a Fiat Punto, I just got as a Maserati. Nice. Right. Nice. Crème de la crème, the OG. Have you been missing Lou lately? I have, yes. I have. Yeah. Well, I've only got, got a bag! I'm getting Woo! <laughs> no more, Jack. No more, Jack. <laughs> Wait, Matt, Matt, he's got to come back next week. Just <laughs> Some more, Jack. <laughs> Lou, how are you? No, that was so much fun. I don't even know what a Maserati is. Is <laughs> a Maserati a car? Okay, okay. I just took it. Like, yeah, that's what I am. I know nothing about cars either, so I said it and I was like, shit, is that a car or a motorbike? <laughs> <laughs> either, either way, it's better than a punt. <laughs> an upgrade on Mr. Penfold in so many ways. So, uh, Lou is one of our hosts. Get in your brightie basket. I'm, I'm assuming like there's going to be like a load of new listeners this week and not the normal people listening every week, but I'm doing it anyway. So, you might, you might not know Lou if you've only just started listening to us this series. Lou is one of our hosts. However, she's been on maternity leave because she's just had her papa, haven't you, mate? Yeah, little baby, Frederick. <laughs> Little Freddie, so huge congratulations. I know we said it privately and publicly already to you and Edward on the birth of your first child. We're so, so proud of you. How are you finding it so far? Yeah, good. I especially liked Matthew's reaction because when I told him I was pregnant, he didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. No, that's not what happened. I just didn't hear you on the Zoom call when it happened. Oh, yeah. You you demonstrated a a clear level of apathy towards... Well done, you had a, you're pregnant. Congratulations. <laughs> Matt's like, I've done that loads of times. <laughs> no, that's not... That's, that, I, I hold my hands up. That's not what happened. <laughs> um, no, huge congratulations for the birth of little Frederick. Bless you. Thank um, you. Amazing stuff. But we've, we've pulled you back in. Cut your maternity leave short or at least interrupted it for a little while because we needed your help. And of course you've stepped up the challenge. So you're going to be stepping in for Jack, aren't you, and doing our um, forfeits? Yes, I am so excited for this. I've even got a velvet jacket on. Oh, yes, the, the, the full Jack effect. Mm. You've got full, full penfold. So um, what have we done with the envelopes then? I'm assuming Jack hasn't given you the envelopes, seeing how he lives miles away from you. Have you got, have you, has he just... Have you re- reshaped the envelopes? Have we got a new number system? Yeah. How's it work? Spoken to each other. So I've got one to seven, all sealed, and yeah. the challenges are inside. Okay, so it's, it's not one to eleven. We're missing numbers anymore. I can have any number one till seven. Any number one to seven. They are new envelopes, and they smell. Have you ever noticed a new envelope smell? Yeah, I yeah, you, yeah I have. You know, new envelopes <laughs> stink. Mmm, smell like sick. I think. Yeah, they do, Matthew. They do. They smell vomity. Uh, we're going off on a tangent here. This is why this is why we can't get together, all the three of us. Nothing gets done. Um, Matt, how are you feeling? Sorry, is that, is that door? I think somebody's at the door, mate. <laughs> it's not door. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Which, what don't you want to come out? Well, obviously. Obviously, the United shirt. Yes, yeah, so so you, uh, one of the uh, envelopes has in it that you have to, as a Harden Sheffield Wednesday fan, you'd have to run in a, in a Sheffield United shirt, which you're not happy about. So you want to avoid that one. Is there any mm-hmm. that you think, uh, I'd, I'd be all right with that one? Uh, well, I'm currently waiting, need to go out and run in a dress, so I don't think it can get much worse than that, can it? <laughs> no, no, that's true. You owe, you still owe me a forfeit. You still owe me a dress, and you still owe me four I'm a little teapots as well. I know I do, yes. I know I do. Yeah. Let's let us add to that list, shall we? <laughs> one to 
Seven. One to seven. Which one's got the football shirt in it? Think, 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 think. Think, 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 think. Think, 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 think. I'll take think, 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 think. I'll take number. No, number five, please, Lou. I am so excited. Like, right? Do I need to make a rustle so everyone knows? Yes. Yep. So, build up. Matthew, are you ready? Go on then. The loser has to. The next word begins with a W. <gasps> oh! Wash the winner's car. I've got a proposition for you. What? You know, if you want to kill two birds with one stone, two yeah. forfeit stone i'll let you wash my car and address <laughs> i was thinking about killing some birds with one stone. <laughs> like, like if i got the beans down the shore i'd run running run a dress with beans down the shore singing i'm a little teapot <laughs> I, will, I will let you i will i will allow you to wash, wash on your car. front drive oh my god <laughs> yeah have a think about it. we'll see what oh, we can do yeah Oh, oh that's a good <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. I'll need some step ladders. <laughs> oh, you definitely will, yeah. My car's really dirty, but I never clean it. Um, oh. Brilliant! Oh. Yes! What do you reckon, Luke? Good to be back in the saddle? Yeah, it is. I've had massive FOMO being off, I've, but every Thursday I've loved it. New episode day. Awesome. awesome. Well, we can't wait to have you back full-time uh, soon. But in the meantime... Somebody's got another forfeit, another forfeit, another challenge to do. Uh-huh. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, should Lou, <laughs> in Jack's place, are you able just to play us the uh, the, the video, uh, sorry, the, the audio for Matt's challenge this week? Yeah, sure. Ready? Hi, Matt. Hi, Rob. It's your favourite runner and opera singer, Zara, a.k.a. at Zara Runs and Sings on the gram. So, Matt, let's get down to business. It is round six. And I have to say, my friend, as a proud member of Team Matt in season two, I am slightly gutted to see you absolutely tanking pretty much all the challenges. So we are going to give you the opportunity to attempt to redeem yourself in a, drumroll please, plank off. Yes, my friend Matthew, we are going to plank for as long as we can. So, IGTV better be ready for a long night next Friday. I cannot wait to challenge you in a plank off. Get practicing, get planking, and I will see you next Friday. Zara runs and sings, you absolute planker. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, how is your planking? I think it's good, but I think it's good. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can knock out two minutes off the bat without much effort. I think. I, so don't, depends I, what... I don't think that's that good. No. Like if you were taking on me, then yeah, yeah, sure, you'd beat me like four times over because I have got no core strength. But that's why I don't do these challenges. I think that like <laughs> people who are good at planking can plank for like ages. I think two minutes. What do you reckon, Louis? Two minutes a long time, or is that a drop in the ocean? 
I think, um, I don't know, I'd say that's an average good planker, but if she's set the challenge, I feel like she can probably do more than that. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to see bottoms, don't you think? Because your yeah. bottom has to be no, flat. No flat. curved bums, no curved mm-hmm. bums. Any, <sighs> any excuse to look at your bottom, Matthew? No, oh, thank you. Thank you. Anytime. <laughs> um, good. So are, you, are you confident? I don't know, because she looks like she's uh, a bit of a planker, doesn't she? To be fair. <laughs> On what basis do you say that? She's, she's slim and toned is what I'm saying. <laughs> she's not listening. As, as opposed to you, who is... Who is, who is not slim and toned. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. Very small and rotund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the point I was making. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good. Uh, right, okay, so the plank off challenge, that's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Set the time in your diaries. Whatever you're doing on Friday night, put it on hold because you're going to get to watch Matt do planking, which is really flipping funny. Um, so I've got the opportunity to go another step closer to clawing back the series. Um, and Matt's got the opportunity to win and save some face. So I'm looking forward to it. Lou, are you looking forward to it? I can't wait. I nearly started singing that Friday night, but then I got nervous, but I've just done it anyway. So now I'm... It's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's yeah. Saturday, <laughs> it's Saturday, Sunday. I'll do it for you. No, she's like nervous I'm, on I'm, this show. I'm not, I'm not joining in. Oh, stop sulking, you planker. Uh, <laughs> right, then, we will let you get back to your baby. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't decide, couldn't decide whether to say baby or day then. So I nearly went baby. <laughs> Davey. Oh, Davey. No, nobody think it works. You yeah, can imagine you if you call him call him Davy. Uh, anyway, right, Luke, we'll let you go. Thank you so much. Lovely to see you. And you're going to be back with us properly in series three. That's right, isn't it? Four. Series four. Cannot wait. I don't know where I am. Uh, series four. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Good seeing you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. And as-tu des bonnes nouvelles pour moi ce semaine, Mathieu, s'il vous plaît? Um. <laughs> well, that's something like, have you got a good news story for me? Mate, très bien, Mathieu! <laughs> Very I good. guess that was, t- I'm only, it's only because that's what segment we're up to. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's a pretty solid guess that I was going to do it. If, uh, yeah, but yeah, it does, that's what it means. Yeah, I thought I'd rock in some French for you. Very good. Very good. Yes, I do have a good news story for us. Uh, this week, it's going back to season two finale. Guest Kat Roberts. Uh, she has been featured in the Runner's World magazine. It dropped in my doorstep yesterday, I think it was. And pleasantly surprised to see Kat's uh, modelling the front page, uh, which is which is all good. Uh, but the good news story is the fact that she she's getting her campaign heard and voiced by the wider wider picture and the wider o- audience. Um, everything she's been doing and campaigning for, it seems to be getting getting a bit of traction. So that's that's our good news story of the week, Cat Rod- Roberts. Yeah, absolutely agree with that, mate. Yeah, the anti-street harassment stuff that she's been doing, mm-hmm. uh, it's been gathering traction. She's doing a lot of good work. We were absolutely honoured to have her on the show. Love talking to her. Opened up some very serious debates, some very serious conversations for us, didn't it? Um, and yeah, to see her on the front of Runners World and all those pictures being shared is an absolutely marvellous step in the right direction. So please do check it out if you can. But Kat, you are our running hero of the week. We salute you, salute madam. You. 
Uh, brilliant, right, so I think it's almost time for us to get out of here, Matty boy, but we've got some fan calls. We have got some fan calls, so thank you to Ian and George for their double trouble chat. That's been that was awesome. Um, Sam and John, thanks for giving us a call again. <laughs> Always the pleasure. Love uh, him. We're not, we don't need to thank Jack this week, do we? No, Jack has done nothing. Jack, <laughs> piss off, basically. I hope you enjoyed your weekend with your special friend who is not me and Matt. And also, I hope that you... I don't know. I don't want to wish anything too badly on him. <laughs> I've caught a pretty nasty common cold. <laughs> Harsh, but I think it's deserved. Uh, yeah. th- thanks to Louise for, for stepping in in Jack's place. Yeah, Jack's absolutely. no longer needed. Upgrade. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> uh, Graham Lindley. For the awesome theme music. music. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is it. I think that's about it. It is, my friend. Um, who have we got on next week? So who we have on next week is Roberto Awar. Yes, or De, De Niro, Roberto De Niro, as he uh, likes to be called. Yeah, man, awesome, awesome catch up uh, with Rob. Uh, really cool guy. Um, just, you know what I love about this one is mm. uh, he's very, very involved in the online running community. Very involved. Yeah. Um, and you know what I hear a lot of, Matt? I hear a lot of, we'll go about this properly in next week's show, but it, you hear a lot of people who kind of judge each other for, um, for, for, for their social media actions and interactions and what they put on social media, what they share. You know, certain people don't like it if you put your times at the top of your bio and if you share too many selfies, it means you're a bit of a knobhead and every, everyone's got a judgment about everybody else. You know what I mean? Everyone's just a bit nasty. This guy loves social media and he owns it. And he, he's so good. At inter- he engages with everybody, interacts with everybody. Um, he's just an absolute force of nature on it. And right. he doesn't really, frankly, give a shit what you think of him. Um, <laughs> because of it. Bit like me, to be fair. <laughs> Bit like you, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's much better looking than you, though. Um, but um, I'll um, be the judge of that. You'll be the judge of that. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's a really great guy, and and I think when you listen to it, I mean, it's not just that. There's a lot more to his story that he goes into that's really interesting. But that was one of the things I took away from it. Not mm. to give too much away, that I just love the fact that he doesn't care. He's got no inhibitions or kind of reservations about what people might think about him. He's just yeah. like, I love social media because of this, 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 and this. And it's like, right. okay, yeah, that's infectious. So yeah. Check it out uh, next next Thursday when it comes out. Uh, Rob is going to be on. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, Jack's gone after the finish line. We can plug for him. We have, yes. He He's going to be back yes. on with a member of the Instagram online running community. He's going to be talking about this week's episode. We've also got some bonus quickfire questions with Ian and George uh, that I managed to record. Um, that's out on Saturday. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Um, if you're not already, we're just about to, we're nearly at 50 subscribers. I don't know if that's good or bad, to be honest, but it's better it's than a start. It's a start. Better than 47, isn't it? I guess. It um, good. And then please do give us a follow as well. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can drop us an email on a dedicated email address. We are all over. We love chatting to you guys. Love hearing what you think of the show. Feedback, your shares, your likes. It's massive in helping us grow the product. So please do keep doing it. We appreciate you like always. If you want to give me a follow, I'm on Instagram at LittleRunnerBoyRob. And I'm at Matty Owls. And Jack doesn't get a plug because he's not here. So he can sod off. Um, and that's it. Anything else we've got to cover off, mate? Or are you done? No, what I will, what I will say is that any if anybody... In our Fart Lake family, have has any good news stories that we want sharing uh, in a feature on maybe on this show? Then then 
give us a heads up. Uh, get in touch. Um, we're obviously always always searching for new stories and, and all that sort of stuff. But if you have anything that you want to share and want us to plug um, as a good news story, then then send it our way. Yeah, I love that, Matt. It's a really good point, actually. Really like it because um, it was great having uh, Lee Lee Ryan. We did a couple of weeks ago, and big news next week. So the week after next, after after Rob's on. We've got an interview with Lee Ryan, and that's all come from our good news story. Uh, last week's amazing story, we got the soundbite and, and, and uh, about Luke's challenge, yeah. and he came on. So it's brilliant. The interactive ones are the best ones. So yeah. please do, you know, tell us your story. We'll share it. If you want to come on and do us a little voice note about it, even better. We'll share it. We'll plug it. We'll plug any charity drives that you're doing as well. Uh, more than happy to help in any way we can. Good point, my co-host. No problem, my furry-faced friend. Oh, I like it! I've got a nickname! Yay! <laughs> it's only took three series, and you've 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 finally sort of like built up the courage to, the hink. to get to give me a nickname. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm not even mad about that. I'm just proud of you. Well done. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do when you shave it off, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. My furless faced friend. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna get out of here. May your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't let lockdown get you down. We're nearly out of it. Uh, be excellent to each other, and we will see you all next week. Au revoir.